The third lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Hear the word of the Lord. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When the evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The word of the Lord. The scripture you have just heard is from the book of Matthew. All four Gospels were written by a different author to different demographics. For example, the Gospel of John was written to already converted Christians who believed Jesus was the Messiah. Although the author of Matthew is unknown, we can speculate that it was most likely an educated Jewish Christian. After Jesus' death, a widespread movement toward Christianity began among Jews and Gentiles alike. The Gospel of Matthew, it is theorized, was written by a converted Jewish Christian in order to disseminate between old and new law and to convert even more Jews to Christianity. Presumably, we are all already Christians, but everyone benefits from this interpretation as the book of Matthew possesses a certain theatrical element. Theatrics stay with us when we are young because we are better able to grasp the premise through the imagery they provoke. Evidence of this exists in the Gospel's interpretation of Jesus walking on water. Beyond theatrics, the real reason we can benefit from this interpretation is because, because of its inclusion of Peter and the role they give him in this story. The Gospel of Matthew is the only Gospel that utilizes Peter and gives him a role. Peter, for metaphorical purposes, represents us. We are all like Peter. Just as Peter had the mammoth task of trusting Jesus not to let him fall to his death, we face tasks over the course of our life that seem just as insurmountable. Coming out of the boat to Jesus was Peter's idea, although Jesus confirmed it. Once Jesus commanded Peter to come, the only thing he had to do was have faith in the one who just hours before had fed the 5,000. Just as many of us have done in the past, Peter fails to have faith. He feels the wind and begins to focus on the impossibility of the task at hand instead of the immense power of God. At this point, he begins to sink. As he is sinking because his faith faltered, he still intuitively calls out to Jesus to save him. This feeble attempt by Peter to walk on water is no feebler than our initial attempts to walk on land. Many are critical of Peter's lack of faith in this situation but it was of an extremely strong nature. Many of ours are more infantile, especially if we have never attempted to step out in obedience to God's call for our own lives. If anything, Peter should be applauded 
as his faith was greater than any of the other disciples who cowered in the boat during this time. Faith cannot be defined, but grows as we are tested throughout our lives as a result of the teachings of Jesus. A cornerstone of having faith is the presence of a relationship with Jesus. The first step in this relationship is discerning how God's call is to affect our lives individually. The summer before my senior year, I took the first step in this process of discernment at the Duke Youth Academy. While at Duke, I was given the opportunity to live in Christ 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Through daily plenary, I was able to explore the core convictions by which Methodism is defined, including Christian baptism, investment in youth ministry, worship, sacrament, and congregational ministry. Before DYA, I believed God's calling was to become a minister. By attending, I was able to discern, for the time being, God's call in my life. Becoming a minister, I discovered, was not part of God's plan for me. I exhibited faith by attending DYA, as faith can be exhibited in a variety of different ways. For me, the ministry would not be exhibiting faith, as it is not part of my calling. Just as Peter took that first step out of the boat, I took my first step by attending DYA. This experience helped me to better serve God through outlets more suitable to me. Many of you have taken the necessary steps to discern God's call from you, but for those of you who haven't, do it. Immerse yourself in God's Word and determine whether what you are doing is truly exhibiting faith and glorifying God. It is the most important thing you'll ever do. Walk by faith, not by sight. This has been the reoccurring theme throughout the youth study this year. This message may sound so simple and easy to accomplish, but when you really think about it, it is easier said than done. It's a scary thing to put all of your faith into one thing and not rely on your own instincts. But when that one thing is God, you should always know that anything can be accomplished. God has plans for us, and he lets us choose our own paths. As it is mentioned in the scripture, Peter asked the Lord to invite him out on the water. Jesus did so, and Peter stepped out of the boat and onto the churning sea. He began to take tentative steps towards Jesus, but as he looked down at his feet, he began to sink. When I first read this scripture, I always thought Peter lost faith in Jesus, and that is why he started to sink. But after I read the passage through carefully, I see now that Peter did not lose faith in Jesus. He lost faith in himself. He began to doubt himself and his abilities, and that caused him not to be able to complete the amazing task he was in the process of doing. I like to think that we can compare ourselves to Peter. Today, there are so many things that test our faith. We live in a society that is based on the notion that seeing is believing, and if something cannot be easily explained, then it is written off as unimportant and unnecessary. But not everything needs to be put into words. We cannot physically see God with our eyes, but we can see his works if only we let ourselves. Physical evidence is not needed to see the Lord's work. We only need to have faith in ourselves and him in order to fully experience his grace. In Job chapter 9, verse 10, the Bible states that he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. God is constantly working in and through our lives, and we often cannot see his presence at that moment. But when we step back and look at the big picture, God is apparent in every single thing that has occurred throughout our lives. From the time we were born until right now, 
God has been with us and guiding us in everything that has happened to us. The number of times God has helped us is countless. Sometimes his works can be easily detected, but other times they cannot. This is when walking by faith comes into play. We have to trust that everything will turn out fine because we have faith in the Lord. I have to have faith when it is regarding my future. The next day is never guaranteed to us, and decisions we make today will not always have the outcomes we hope they will. I have plans for my future, and I know what I hope will happen, but God may have something different in mind for me. The decisions I make now are ones that will define who I am as a person and how I am viewed by others. If I fight the plans God has for me, I may end up exactly where I planned for myself to be. And even though I may be satisfied with that, God may not. But if I let God lead me where he wants me, I could end up somewhere totally out of my element, but that is where he planned for me to be. So I must have faith that he will put me somewhere that I can reach my full potential and do all that he intends for me to do. I have faith that wherever I go and whatever I do in life, God will be with me and I won't ever have to rely on sight alone to help me. A lot of the time I feel that I relate to Peter when he walked on water. I do not have faith in myself even though I know I will be okay. A memorable example of this is when I took private swimming lessons when I was younger to overcome my fear of water. On the last day, the instructor told me to jump off of the diving board into the deep end. At this command, I told her, I'm going to drown. To which she replied, no, you're not, because I'm not going to let you. I put my faith in her and even more into myself and jumped off. Had I not had faith in myself or Peter in her faith, we would not have had an increase in faith. Without the first step, no matter how nerve-wracking, it is impossible to get anywhere. A more recent example is when I went on the youth kickoff trip this summer. I was excited to go on the high ropes course in Bennettsville. Before I started, I did not have any fear, but once I started moving, I began to freak out. Not only did I cry, but I came close to having a panic attack. It could not stop shaking for a good 30 minutes. At that moment, I felt as Peter had when he stepped onto the water. Excuse me. It is not scary or hard to lose faith until actually taking that first step. Even though I knew I was safe in my harness, I was still terrified by not having the balance I would on the ground. I was also terrified of by the I was also terrified by the idea of falling and not being able to pull myself back up. I don't have this little thing called upper body strength. I don't know. Okay. It took all the physical and emotional strength in my body to turn around and get back down. All while my eyes were clouded with sweat and tears and my legs were like noodles. I think Peter felt that same way while standing on the water. Even though he knew Jesus was not going to let anything happen to him, there is still that fear that he's going to drown. I think it is easy to let fear get in the way of faith. Sometimes fear of a challenge overshadows the faith to overcome it. Not only must we have faith in Jesus, but we must also have faith in ourselves. Others can have faith in us and know that we will be okay. But it is up to us to take the initiative 
and step onto the boat and walk onto water or to step off of the platform and onto a cable that is 30 feet in the air. Thank you. Sorry. As the disciples were sailing in the middle of the lake, they saw a figure walking on the water. All of them were scared and cried out in fear. Although Jesus told them to take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid is probably one of the last things that would come to most people's minds as they see a ghost-like figure walking on water towards them. Even though Jesus told them it was him, they were still unsure. In life, I think we tend to be scared of things we aren't 100% sure about. And that's not our fault. It's human nature to have doubt. We as humans like proof. Proof that what we hope for is going to happen, or at least turn out okay. And eventually, everything will be okay. But what we need to turn to instead of proof is faith. Faith is a very powerful thing, but it's not always easy to have. When Peter obeyed what Jesus told him and stepped out of the boat, he did have faith. But when he saw the wind and the storm around him, his faith became a little shaky, and so did his feet as he began to sink. Not only did Peter lose faith in Jesus at that moment, he also lost the faith he had in himself. By having faith in Jesus, we have faith in ourselves. When Jesus is creating the blueprints for each and every one of us, he gives us special characteristics that make us unique and able to accomplish whatever he has in his plans for us. By knowing that what he has given us will prepare us for the future allows us, in a sense, to have faith in ourselves through him. And by having this faith and confidence in ourselves, it allows us to conquer whatever comes our way that God has prepared. One thing that God has really blessed me with is optimism. The future is one thing that I have a little bit of trouble having faith in. Even though I know that it will all eventually be okay, it is kind of scaring not knowing what is to come. Through my optimism, I always try to look on the bright side of things, and through that, it gives me faith. This is a big time in our lives right now. We are all high school seniors with big hopes and dreams for the future. As we receive college acceptance letters or count down the days until they hopefully come in the mail, we are in need of some faith. We don't know where we will eventually end up next year, or who our roommates will be, or even what career path we will go down. And truthfully, that scares me a little bit. But because of this faith we have in God, we don't have to worry. Because of this faith, everything will turn out the way it is supposed to. And because of this faith, we can have hope and put all of our trust into God. Peter needed faith in Jesus and himself in order to succeed. We also need to have faith in ourselves and the Lord as we go our separate ways and grow older. To walk by faith will truly allow us to see the way God works in our lives. I have hope for what is to come and am excited to begin the next chapter of my life that God has planned for me. By instilling this optimism in me, God has given me the confidence so that I can look forward to what is to come and hopefully have faith in every step of the way.